Exploragonians. Wow, you're really low there. That's nice. Exploragonians. Yeah, go. Exploragonians. Oh, I guess I could have like kept the beat. No, there's absolutely no. You're, you're dancing. <laughs> Katie, do you do you smell that in the air? It's a mix of like nice, hot, fresh, spicy chai and um, cinders. Burnt, burnt. Yeah, burnt. Uh, yeah. I got a little ambitious. I was brewing chai, some stovetop chai, and I was like, oh, I'll do like a, I don't know, a jumping jack over there. I took my eyes off the stove and the pan for, you know. Four seconds, and then it bubbled over, and then it was just burning. It was just hot and burning, and it's like you just you can't do anything but watch it, watch it burn. You watched as the the liquid evaporated, and the the little loose leaf tea was on the burner, and you just watched it like erupt in flames over and over again. I mean, I don't know what my other options were, but you know that saying, "A watched pot never boils." Right. So I was going with that. So you knew as soon as you stopped watching it. That mofo was going to boil. And I was fine with it. And I'm just happy to report that the chai is still good. I mean, I do this all the time with like, you know, I've done it with oats. You know, I'll turn around and all of a sudden like everything's hot oats. Hot oats. That's true. You have over, let's see. Boiled over. over. You've boiled over so many times. That sounds like an anger issue. You've boiled over. You've boiled over. You hot boiled egg. You've also hard boiled. Mm, that's. I don't know. I'd, like, I'd rather be a soft boil. Okay. Anyway, everybody, previously on Exploragonians, a travel stories podcast. Yeah, what happened? Well, last time went to Bend, but the time before that, two episodes ago, Katie and Jordan, I'm Jordan. Whoa, I'm sipping chai. I'm Katie. Chai Katie. We went to a mountain village in Thailand where we didn't want to go or expect to go, but we were there. It's where we needed to go. But we were there. To teach English. And we didn't talk about that at all in the previous episode because I think there is so much to mine from our time being time. quote, un- <laughs> okay, quote yeah. unquote English teachers that I think it, it deserves. Well, it deserves a book. That's true. But right now it deserves maybe an hour long podcast. So we're going to need you to focus up. So we had a chill weekend. We actually went to a smaller village and I think we should talk about that in another episode, we went to an even smaller village with the priest, and when we came back, it was Monday. And it was good to know that even in Thailand, they abide by the Monday through Friday schedule. And so the priest escorted us on our half-mile walk up the road mm-hmm. to the government-run school, which is interesting that's still, like, in this, like, Karen village where they had brought all these children like they still had a government presence to like have a school there to teach them so I thought that was nice well I think had we been able to really communicate like we could have found out what year the school opened or you know anything any sort of fact yeah no we have nothing for you but we went and had like an interview with the headmaster Mm -hmm. and the priest was there as a translator or maybe he was just like, look, I found these things. Can you use them? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was definitely a ragtag team in that office. And I just remember the headmaster didn't really speak English. And he was very stern. I'm like hesitant. Like I think Stoic. That, I think we came in with a certain energy. Like, oh, obviously, we're here to have a good time. We'll be helpful. Did we come in with an energy of, like, this isn't a real school? Like, we would never take the same energy, like, kind of blasé vibe into, like, an, like the junior high down the road. We wouldn't be like, hey, we're here to teach you language. Well, that's true. Yeah, I don't think we legitimized it, which probably just in our actions or in our general vibe that we were putting off. Well, and I think... In my memory, he's like, oh, like, are you guys teachers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Like, you know, it's like all the credentials, and we're like, nope, none of those. Yeah, he was like, teaching license, what's your teaching background, Mm -hmm. where'd you go to school to teach? Right. Which was interesting that he was very persistent that we were, like, professionals? 
girls, I guess. Yes, I mean, so that's good. Yeah, at least they were keeping the bar high. Right. So I left that meeting thinking, I don't think we're going to be helping out at this school, babe. Mm-hmm. And then we thought we were going to be with a different teacher, the one that had the house blessing. Right. The nice lady we'd met. And then Headmaster was like, oh, well, I guess here's the guy you can you can teach with. And then in walks the most fabulously dressed person I think I've ever seen in my life in this remote freaking village. He comes in in like a sports coat, has, I don't know, some fancy shirt on, a big flowy scarf. He's got a pair of penny loafers on. Mm-hmm. And he announces himself. He's clearly Thai. He says, my name is Stefan. Find me an American man. And, and, like, and we say, okay. Right? Who is this guy? <laughs> Come to find out, we have this like openly gay, like flamboyantly gay English teacher here in this remote village. I think that was his only job, right? He was the sole like English teacher. Wouldn't we like to know? Was he right? I don't know. Maybe he was teaching other subjects. Maybe there was multiple people teaching English. I don't think Stefan was teaching anything else. Well, we shadowed that boy. There was a lot going on. There was definitely a lot going on. So yeah, so we, so Stefan's office, I feel like it was like outside, like we were on like a creek or a lake or something like that. Do you remember this? Like there was like, I don't know, catfish or something like next to him. Like we were in like a weird. No. Yeah. Block the sound. I feel like we were on a body of water. I don't know how. So come to find out, Stefan wasn't really jazzed about getting paired with a quote unquote married couple from the U.S., because he thought we were going to be old as dirt. And apparently, so. Uh, Did he tell us that? Yes. Stefan is like <laughs> ageist. He said that he like completely loathed the like oldest teacher in the school because he frequently like gets lost, has a hearing problem, and mm-hmm. he sells juice in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And it was always late. He's like, oh, I do not like Mr. Boomy or whatever his name was. <laughs> right. I mean, Stefan was nothing but opinions which was good i mean he was very sure of himself he knew things were black and white oh yeah they're good they're bad (laughs) ugly pretty Mm -hmm. smart dumb Mm -hmm. and and then he could understand me but he could not understand jordan oh it's hilarious and i don't know i i know that i can talk fast at times but i do feel like i was trying to talk very clear Clear and slow. Maybe he was just distracted by how beautiful you are. Maybe. But yeah. He'd always, like, I would say something, and he would turn to you and go, Katie, what is he saying? (laughs) So I don't know. Stefan. Okay, so out of all of our travels, I think Stefan is my favorite person that we've ever met. Like, I think without a doubt, number one. Number one. He would love to hear that. He is such a character. Such a character that I used him is he was a part of a inspiration for a short story that I wrote to try to get into a uh, a master's at the you know the most renowned creative writing school in the United States of America. It's a pretty good story. They uh they rejected me. That's okay. So it was uh not the best. Well, they accept like five people. Uh, and, like twenty five people. Like fifteen. This is a sore subject, you guys. Stefan was amazing. And so, well, he was also really rude, but he would... Amazingly rude. He, after he told us to find an American man, you and I got excited. We're like, oh, we've got some gay friends who are single. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. they'd like to meet you. You're Mm -hmm. a person. You're delightful, Stefan. We also found out he was in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, he's like, oh, yeah, so I have a boyfriend. And then he showed us a picture of him and then went, Katie, look at him. Isn't he so ugly? Yeah. <laughs> but it was like an older picture. And I was like, Stefan, I actually don't know who's who in this picture, buddy. But I think it sounded like it had been a relationship that had been going on for some time. Yeah. But Stefan was a city boy, right? He was from Bangkok, big metropolitan city. And then what he w- what he told us was that, you know, because he was gay and he had money... And so, like, the, the ties don't actually like gays, but because the gays have the money, it was okay. And then he was of some sort of status, and that's how he was, this teacher in the small village. And again, how much of this was lost in translation? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a rough telling, and we're like, is this what you're saying? But, so this is what we're telling you, is right. what we caught from him. Right. 
So we go to his class and we're just kind of there to be parrots, kind of. I think he's kind of talking to us because it's almost like show and tell, right? <laughs> like it's like, oh, look at my look two, my... two cool uh, American friends that are in this class. Who knows what he told those kids? Maybe he told them that we were his friends from America. Right. So we don't know because come to find out, these kids really don't know any English, like, at all. So the the hierarchy of their language, like, they have whatever Karen language that they grew up on, and then right after that is Thai. And then at some point, they learn some English vocab. But the problem is, because this is a a government school run by Thailand, everything is, like, Thai curriculum, I think, for the most part. And so these kids were having to translate things from Thai to Karen, kind of back and forth. And then you mm-hmm. you put them in this English class, and it's like, I have to translate this from English to Thai to Karen, back to Thai, back to English. And I feel like a lot of those kids were so far out of their element. But I don't think that that was the issue. I mean, I do think it was the curriculum and how it was being presented. And I think that Stefan knew English and could communicate enough, but probably not well enough to really teach it and to really uh, instill that for these kids. And he openly admitted that the the English curriculum for what they were doing, they, they were just literally teaching for a test. Which I think a lot of schools, I mean, I think that our friends here, you know, that are like teachers would talk about, you have to like teach for the test and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and this you is you like and I a... got taught for the test. Right. The, so, the, the test. test. <laughs> and so there was just like rote memorization happening. Like I remember sitting in like a class. They weren't the super young kids, but they were like the next level up. And Stefan was just like, yellow, desk, rooster, sunshine. And I was like, what are we talking about? Like it was just like words at the kids. Maybe he was nervous. I don't know. But at one point, he also had some, like, teaching thing where he was, like, trying to get the kids active where he would have us, like, hop and count. Yeah. And then one of the things that we found out through this English class is that they do rock, paper, scissors also in this region of Thailand. But they do hammer, paper, scissors, totally neglecting rock and its contribution to the game. Because we went hammer. Right. And it was like, hammer? What? No dynamite? No black holes? No, it's all about hammer. That's hilarious. So every morning going up to school and every evening coming back from school, we had an escort. Basu? It was Basu, which might be Pasu. Oh, Pasu. I don't know. What was his name? Pasu. Pasu. Which is a, it's a plosive, so I don't know if it's a B or a P. Uh, it was a dog. He was a dog. He was a dog that we found that I was like really excited about. But then we started to observe that like nobody else was around the dog. No one was touching the dog. <laughs> and so we're like, does everybody know something we don't know? It's like, don't touch the dog. He was allegedly the priest's dog. Supposedly. But, yeah. you know, the priest had been to Wisconsin. He was like... I can touch a dog. Yeah. What? I don't know. What's that point? I don't know, because, right, nobody else had a dog. He had a dog, kind of. Well, and, you know, in developing countries, sometimes dogs are terrifying. Well, when I was in Colombia, yeah, it was like, oh, my God. Hundreds of street dogs, and they're all... We saw some street dogs in Sriracha. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of... We were down, like, on a beach, and we looked down the beach, and there were, like, three or four street dogs. We're like, oh, that's not good. They're going to eat me! (laughs) So, yeah, no one was touching Pasu, but we touched Pasu, and we're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be touching him. But he would, like, go and roll around, because in the mornings, I guess they would have these, like, bonfires. Like, they would have open fires in the village. Mm-hmm. And so he would just go, and he'd roll around in the ash. Yeah. So. He was he was a delight. So, yeah, that was our escort. And he'd walk us up to school, and then he would miraculously be there when we were done with school, and he'd walk us back. He was a great dog. I know. He was... You know what's really sad is that Posse's probably dead. Um, I feel like that's inappropriate. I just mean it's been so long at this point. He could, he could. I mean, he wasn't young when we were there. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in power, Posse. Aw, thank you. But then every day, the 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 teachers and and the students, they all had a different outfit that they wore each day of the week. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what those outfits were? Uh white red 
There red, was like the, red, white, and blue. The color signified something. Were Maybe. they military? Well, so, yeah. So, on Mondays, they had, like, a school uniform type thing. And there was, like, a, it looked like a military outfit or uniform that the teachers would wear that was kind of... Green? Tan. It was tan. Oh, what am I thinking of? I don't know. And then on Tuesday... Tan, you guys, not green. On Tuesday... <laughs> All the kids were in, like, a tracksuit, like an Adidas tracksuit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the teachers were, too. Uh-huh. And then Wednesday, back to the uniform. On Thursday, all the kids looked like they were scouts. Like, they yeah. like, scout uniforms on with, like, neckerchiefs. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, was, like, everyone wore a respective garb from, like, whatever Karen village they were from. And Stefan wore it. And I was like, you're not from here. You're not from here. <laughs> Get out of that. But yeah, I don't know where Stefan lived because he would ride in on his motorcycle every day. Because again, we didn't know how far away from civilization we were, which mm-hmm. that idea was further corrupted because right before we started to go to the school, we went to the smaller village. And so for me, my worldview of this area of Thailand was that it was just shacks and little houses as far as the eye could see. But clearly... Right. There had to be a bigger area that like the teachers were living in. Right. Because I don't think there was, like, yeah, the one teacher who we thought we were going to be with. I think she was the only one that lived there, right? I don't know. The teacher thing was, like, a mystery. But we did end up building, like, some sort of relationship with some of the teachers. Because every day after school, we would stay behind. And we would use their, like, terrible Wi-Fi. Get on their computers and try to blog on our Tumblr. And blog on our Tumblr. It was, I mean, talk about we just dated ourselves. I know. And I remember trying to like upload things and it was like dial up speed. Like we'd wait to see like a picture come up and it was like bar after bar. It was like watching like an old printer like create something. It was definitely like going back in time. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was sweet moments. But the so talking about the school, like a lot of the classrooms were open air. I feel like even the computer room was like open air. Like we had like a, a roof over the heads, but I don't feel like we had like doors. Like I think things were just kind of open. Sure. And there was like a big courtyard where at the end of the day, all the kids I think got together and sang like the Thai national anthem and like sang to the king or something. Because there was like the flags there right on the, mm-hmm. on the field. And they like lined up. And so, I mean, there was like a decent, again, there was like a decent amount of kids at this school and they must have gone up to about. I mean, because I don't think there are any, like, high school-y type age kids, do you think? I mean, how old were we dealing with? I mean, the classroom that we were with, or the classes, were definitely, like, a grade school. They were not older. Yeah, so there must be... Yeah, I don't know. See, and this is what's hard about doing this episode, is this is all just our interpretation from many years ago now. And who knows what was really going on. I also think that, like... Unlike what we consider to be like an elementary school, like the kids, they would they would move themselves between the classrooms. Like the teachers weren't moving. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's probably more comparable to like a junior high. Yeah, but again, we had like small kids doing this. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and I would walk around like between classes or whatever we were doing. And then sometimes kids were just out wandering around, like not in class, just like doing their own thing. And this I rem- is probably like happens at all schools. Well, maybe. But I remember <laughs> Stefan, and again, rude ass Stefan, he would point these kids out and be like, oh, look at them, Katie. And I think he probably used some like poor term, but he basically was like these the special needs kids. They were kind of like cats. You know, if they were in the class, great. If they walked around, also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were two in particular that you and I kind of bonded with. And one of the days that they were wandering around, we had taken them aside, and we were like, oh, we're going to teach them a song. So we taught them Vista, which is a camp song that we do at outdoor school. And it basically goes like this. It's a repeat after me song. So I say flee. Flee. Flee fly. Flee fly. Flee fly flow. Flee fly flow. Vista! Yeah. It's like kumala, kumala, kumala vista. We're not doing this. Anyway, it's a great (laughs) song. We taught these two special needs kids it, and we really lit up their day. And one of them had, like, I think the best English accent of, like, all of his peers. Like, he sounded Mm -hmm. really good. But again, why weren't they in school? Like, what was their deal? And why weren't they getting, like, certain services? Or maybe they were offered, and the kids were just like, I'm out. Maybe. Yeah. Again, we don't know. We don't know. And back to the other teachers... I think Stefan really wanted to boink the PE teacher. 
Yeah. That was like a thing that that he was interested in. But uh, aside from like Stefan being openly gay, like the kids would like they would they'd tease him in good fun. They'd always call him Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Uh, and he he took it well. Uh, it was funny. I think he probably told them to call him Stephanie. Probably these kids probably don't even know what that means. Right. And then there was another, and you and I had a debate about this this teacher. Their name was Andrew, and they definitely just gave shit to Stefan all the time. All the time. They had a great relationship. We liked Andrew, but I was really confused by Andrew. But also, like, that thing of, like, how great that like, this, this whole school was just so open and accepting to this teacher. Again, this is eight years ago now mm-hmm. to this openly maybe trans person. Right, but if it's like you just normalize it and it's not a big deal, because it's not a big deal. Exactly. And I mean, I think I think that there were like a lot of teachers actually. If I really like think about us sitting down for like the lunch, the lunch hour, mm-hmm. like in the little cafeteria, which we made our own food because Stefan made us make our own food. No other teachers were making their own food, but Stefan was like. <laughs> I think, I, I think Stefan had a control. control maybe, I don't know. He was like, oh, I've got these toys. I could play with them. Because uh-huh. he like took us in. He like, again, Stefan wouldn't explain what he was doing. He just handed us some eggs. Kind of like the priest. It's like, there's like no communication. We just go. And, and just, it's like, hey, do this. Like, okay. Yeah, Stefan hands us a bunch of eggs. We whip up some eggs. And then he has like, you know... You know, tie scrambled eggs that get, like, boiling oil going. So you're basically kind of, like, deep frying some scrambled eggs. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, it, it's delicious. But, yeah, he's, like, sitting there, like, telling us what to do, like, how to chop things. Like, we're infants. His, like, teacher was, like, flaring up. And then he handed us this, this other thing. We don't know what it is, but we start cutting it up and putting it into our food. And he's like, oh, it's tofu. And you weren't, you were, you were cutting soy out of your diet at that point. So we're like, uh-huh. oh, thanks, Stefan. Uh-huh. Poison me. And then, yeah, he did that two days in a row. Day three at the school, we were finally able to not make our own meal and just go sit with the teachers. Finally. We were in the club. And I think all the teachers, they all were, like, pretty gregarious. They all had, like, really Mm -hmm. fun personalities. They were all pretty engaging. There was one moment where we were eating our lunch, and one of the teachers was like, well, you two better eat some more, you know, for tonight. You know, we know we're your newlyweds. Yeah, yeah. We're like, whoa! And Ty's love a good sex joke. I do feel like we got a lot, like, received a lot of them. But I think that's how people are, especially when they're like, oh, you're newlyweds? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I could, like, I could never do that to somebody. Like, if you and I, like, found this couple that had just gotten together... I don't know. I just, I can't imagine being like, mm, better eat up. Really. <laughs> you got to burn those calories tonight, don't you? Yeah. Doing your cardio. Right. Day three, we stopped having eggs. And we had this like really intimidating Thai dish. And I think we're often intimidated by some Thai dishes. But this one just had, I think we were served like a plate of prawns, head and all. And it was like, oh, hey, guys. Mm-hmm. And eating the head of a prawn is a that's an intense experience. I think there was like just a lot of a lot of heads. There were a lot of heads. Just eating around. heads. It was just like I don't know what to do with this. Well, it makes sense because we're at a school where we're filling heads, mm. young minds. Totally. So if we eat the head, we will gain the power of the head. <sighs> uh, Stefan, the rude guy. He would also because. As we know, there are beauty standards in the world that are unrealistic and destructive. They are destructive. Uh, I remember him pointing out to a girl in one of our class, and she was of darker complexion. And he went, ugh, don't you feel sorry for her? She is so ugly. Her skin is so dark. She'll never find a Western man. Or a white man. Or a white man. Whatever, you know. And it was just like, yeah, well, maybe that's good. Because, you know, there's too many white guys in Thailand. It's grossing me out. Too many old white guys. Well, you know. Yeah, a white guy's a white guy, you know. <laughs> Takes one to know one, you know what I mean? I yeah, know. Uh, yeah, I think that there are some unfortunate, toxic behaviors that Stefan was prone to, such as that. And... It'd be interesting, like, if we were to interview him today or, like, to talk to him today to see if he was the same. Again, this was, like, eight years ago. Blah, blah, blah. 
And we don't know how old Stefan was. I imagine he was slightly older than us, but maybe he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I think that's that should be the name of this pod. It's like, we don't know. We're not sure. But we get, we tried to have these conversations. But, you know, I would ask Stefan something. And he, Katie, I don't understand him. Or or Jordan would just be talking to him and he would just, like, turn around and walk away. <laughs> Straight up ghosted. So, I mean, I think that the relationship... I don't know that it was testy. I just, I think that, you know, he was doing his own thing and we were doing ours. It was so interesting for me because from like mid teenage years to adulthood, like I've known to like utilize my charm, my charisma to like hold the space, hold the room and like have all eyes on me. And for me to have that experience where Stefan couldn't give a shit was so, I mean, it was probably good for my own personal oh, growth. Oh, I'm sure it was really good. Humbling. Just like, yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm midway through a story, you jackass. <laughs> like, Get back here. He's like, you mean nothing to me. Yeah. Also, when we were there, I mean, again, to age us, I think we got really bored and we got like a signal of Wi-Fi. And we're like, oh, there's a new song everyone's talking about. It's a new Bruno Mars song, Uptown Funk. Oh, God. Do you remember slow? We had to slowly listen to Uptown Funk because it would only, it would only, the bandwidth would only give us like a 30 seconds at a time. So, like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Right. Like, it, like it sounded really good. And you're like, uh. Oh God, I really want to listen to the rest of the song. Oh, the beat. The beat. <laughs> give me the beat. And then, what else did we do? Okay. So, on the first day of us being at the school, once the school was done, there was a little dude, and by little dude, he was a tall, handsome man. He's not little. He's okay. not little at all. He was like four feet tall. Okay, tall, handsome man. He rolled this like food cart, literally, not like food cart, like what you're picturing, like a yeah, food like the, truck. Just, no, it was a cart that he was wheeling around. Yeah, a couple wheels, the cart, like like an, an portable ice cream. Sure. Okay, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Right. So he is doing. We didn't know how to pronounce this because, again, Stefan was like, oh, it's... Yeah, and we're like, what? So he was doing roti, which is like an Indian, like, sweet fry bread is what he was doing. So he was taking out all the dough and doing roti. And he was, like, putting stuff in it, making kind of, like, crepes out of it. It was so good. Selling it to the kids and to us. I mean, I think we ate a couple. I think we we did, too. We were very excited about this guy. And again, As was everybody. I need you to understand, he was very handsome. And I don't know why he was here. To don't know. sell? Yeah, yeah. Don't know anything about this guy. Anyway, he was wearing a hat that said San Francisco 79ers, which, looking at it, was a legit looking like logo font. And Jordan tried to be like, oh, like, you see that? He was trying to give me all these hints, and I was like, yeah, what? Like, I didn't notice it at all. Like, it made no, like, it looked totally legit it was like exactly it was one of those things where you get like the picture like like spot the differences in the picture Mm -hmm. and so he had what should have been a san francisco 49ers hat on you know the football team joe montana's football team you get that off this pod jerry rice's football team don't mention that f word (laughs) what f word would you prefer me to use Anyway, so he was wearing a hat, and it must have been some sort of bootleg piece of piece of machinery. But I loved the fact that he was wearing a bootleg like sports team hat. But see, at that point, we had already seen a couple other like off uh, logos. Like mm-hmm. we were at a a supermarket once when the priest was trying to ditch us, and. Yeah, so we're like walking around, and then I was like, oh, she has like a, has a Minnie Mouse shirt on. But then you read it, and it said, bitch, please. <laughs> it was Minnie Mouse, and it was like. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that we should have purchased some some clothing, some classic timeless pieces, but we didn't. Yeah, no, no bootlegs pieces for us. Darn it. God, so funny. There was one day where Stefan, like we were teaching, things were good, but Stefan seemed a little off. And so there was like, we didn't have the schedule. We didn't know what was going on. But like eventually all the kids left and then no more kids showed up. And so Stefan was like, I'm going to go to my office. And he left. And so then I think we went to go see like what to do next or what we should do. And he had like his head on his desk. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, guys. 
I'm hungover from a night of beer. I'm like, what does that mean? So apparently Stefan liked the sauce. But then also we found out that his brother brews beer. And then on the weekends, Stefan and his brother deliver it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The delivery. Like, right on his motorbike. He had, because we saw it, right? He had like a case. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And he offered us some. And again, because in this moment, we're like, ew, beer's for grownups. Gross. And so we didn't try it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, mm, actually, we prefer wine. Which, yeah. again, when in Rome, you should just try whatever the thing is that they're offering. We need to be a little more yes and, if you yeah. know what I mean. And in that moment, we were like, no, thank you. Which we had a boundary. We are like, we don't need this alcohol. But then Stefan was like, I need to give you something here. And he like rummaged around in his drawer and pulled out this like, goofy little like almost like soby bottle looking thing of mm-hmm. quote unquote wine it was called spy i feel like it was like bright pink it was definitely that it was it was questionable and it wasn't good don't recommend uh but i think we drank the whole thing well classic and see i don't know because i i think sometimes after school and it might have just been like the mental exhaustion of like trying so hard to make this classroom thing work Or if I was just still like, I don't know. I think at this point in our relationship, I was generally just kind of exhausted. And I feel like I would pass out sometimes. I I think we were tired because I think we wanted to, we wanted to contribute. We wanted to feel like there was a reason we were here and that, I mean, they were putting us up for free. You know, they didn't ask much of us. Mm -hmm. And... And so, yeah, it was like we wanted to do our part and engage and be helpful. And that did take extra stamina. I do think we were trying to just kind of be cultural ambassadors also. But it was difficult when Stefan couldn't, like, understand us very well. But I do think he put on a pretty good face in front of his classroom. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment where he kind of gave us the floor. I don't know if it was hangover day or if it was a different day. But he let the kids ask us questions. And I think we only got a few, but we did get some recurring ones. Like, a lot of kids asked us what the Statue of Liberty was. That was, like, a big question. And then the other kids were like, why don't people in the United States like soccer? Mm. Kids were really concerned about that. Because I do think a lot of the boys, like, they were, they frequently were wearing soccer jerseys. Mm -hmm. And they were playing soccer, football. I think as the world world does. does. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was something that you saw. You saw a picture of of something that was written on the whiteboard. Oh, like all the different symbols? Mm-hmm. So I saw a picture, and yeah, it just kind of brought me back. And so just like a whiteboard. And so we talked about prepping for the test, but it was like, you know, a little drawing of a school. And it said, school. And there was another little, like, building, and it said pet store. And I think Stefan had us draw some of these pictures, like, what the symbols would be. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah, so sometimes we're just kind of making it up. (laughs) You know, one of the slides said Florio. So this is, we can get into it. So I think we should. We got done with school on Wednesday, and then Stefan and the priest took us aside and we're like oh and just so you know tomorrow you have to be here really early because we have to go to english camp and you and i i think it like took our breath away we're like <gasps> camp yeah i think we we're really excited oh god we were jazzed right we had just found out and it was like okay great we'll be here bright and early ready to go so next morning we do we get there like i think the sun was barely up like it was morning mm-hmm. and it was cold but we get there and they have like music blasting from some radio. I don't it felt like Disneyland. Like music was coming from somewhere, but is that rock a radio? I don't know. So they're jamming up to music and they're doing chores. Yep. And so they were like kids like sweeping the dirt path. There were kids like cleaning the windows. There were kids like underneath the like modular classrooms, like cleaning them out. Mm-hmm. And so they were just do and I don't know, do they do that every day? I don't know. These are the questions. But then we had to go get on the bus. And it wasn't a bus, you guys. It was not a bus. It wasn't a big, (laughs) jolly yellow school bus with enough seats to seat 100 children. No, no. It was a truck. It was two trucks. They're two small trucks. Two very small trucks. 
It wasn't uh, the standard American truck. It wasn't an F one four. Four four fifty. It wasn't an F one fifty. No, Ford. Will you sponsor us? Wow. Hey, Henry yeah. Ford would. Yeah, great. Great. So, how many people were in the back of the small truck? So. Katie was given the option of sitting in the cab on the way there. I sat with the priest and one other young girl. And I don't know if that girl was given the option to leave and for you and I to sit in the cab. And maybe she was, you know, the priest wasn't going to offer it. And she wasn't, she was silent. Mm-hmm. And so it was just you three in mm-hmm. the cab. Silent in the cab. The priest drove you guys? Yes. Okay, so then it was me... And like 15 other boys in the back of a truck, just sitting in the truck bed, loosey-goosey, have a sprucey. And I need you guys to know about the preteen boys at this school. All of them were assholes. They were not, well, I don't know. They probably really liked you, but they were just angsty teens. They were angsty preteens. They didn't smile. They were all, they all had a dude. (laughs) One boy. And I am 100% convinced of this. He is Jaden Smith. He looked like Jaden Smith. Act like Jaden Smith. You don't even know Jaden Smith. Pretty sure it was Jaden Smith. I think he lived in Thailand for a while. And he was there (laughs) to antagonize me. Jaden Smith had a broken arm, which probably was rightly deserved because Jaden Smith was a punk. And so there was only room. There was just barely room in this truck for me to squeeze in next to Jaden Smith. As soon as I do, Jaden Smith goes, gives me side eye. Okay, because we don't know anybody's name. Yeah. So Jaden Smith then shoves me as hard as his little broken body can. And I was like, what are you doing? You are so rude. And I am straddling the like wheel well of the truck bed. I am sore. I'm squatting for the entire 40 minute drive to the city. We're hauling ass. Uh, at some point, the kids yell at me and tie. At one point, Jaden Smith points to me and then points to the road. And I'm like, okay. And then a little bit later, he points to me and then points to the graveyard we're driving by. Jaden Smith threatened my life. And this was after he was in The Karate Kid. This is crazy. And then I think the kids start to mellow out. Two boys offer me gum, which I think is a that's a it's, win. It's, a, it's a peace offering. Yeah, I didn't accept the gum because I don't know where it had been <laughs> or if it was laced with something. Good God, I hope Jaden Smith's. I hope he's well. I hope so too. Wore a hoodie, wouldn't make eye contact. I know. I'm so angry. Well, I tried really hard. Maybe he didn't want to be in that village. Maybe he didn't really want to be next to a big white guy. Maybe because you know, white people kind of suck historically. So we get to English camp, and we find out it's not camp at all. We go to another school. In another village. Well, no, we went to town. We went to, like, Mechem or something was what it was called. And it was, like, a legit city. And the princess of Thailand was there the day before we found out. Oh, who apparently is super cool. Is a doctor. Yeah, everybody loves her. But she's not allowed to be in charge of Thailand. Yeah, she can't rule because she's a a woman. So... I, the the king right now is a hot mess. He is a jerk. But the one, the K- king Boomy, was was still alive when we were there, and he at that point was the longest reigning monarch in world history. Mm-hmm. And so he was beloved, and yeah, the daughter was great, is great. But yeah, she was there the ne- the day before, and I was like, oh, that'd been cool to see. So there, they were having a festival also in this village. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the festival was for, but it was like, so in this region of Thailand, they also, they make their own like silk type things based off of the fibers of a specific silkworm. It wasn't like Chinese silk. So I'm not sure like what was going on there. Did we spend the night? We were just there for the day, right? We were there for two days. Because yeah, we had two days at English camp, but we went to a different school in the region. Oh, and Nunbun went with us. I thought, no, uh, Stefan brought Nancy. It was us and Nancy. Was she in charge of the kids? Maybe. Maybe Nunbun went and was in the charge of the kids. The reason I thought she was there is, yeah, to, like, take care of the kids. Anyway, we get Moving to on. English camp. And it's just, we are just there to teach for the test. We are there to teach for the English test for a couple days. And I was miserable. It was so disappointing because 
the the material they were reading was way too hard and way too above their level. Case in point, what Katie had referenced a little bit ago was there was a question, what does this symbol mean? Okay, the symbol is a martini glass. With an olive. So we can assume, dirty martini. And it was like, <laughs> what does the symbol mean? Does it mean Florio can get some drinks? Or that Monica can check her baggage in soon? Or oh. like you can, or Samantha can get a souvenir. Right. And it was like, they were all like BS answers. And so you're like, well, I guess it means that Florio can get some drinks. <laughs> Which... and, and so I think it was like the, the answers weren't actually correct. So like, for example, another one was what do, you know, in the United States, what holiday do like Americans celebrate on December 26th? And I was like, we're not celebrating anything. Right. And so it was like, list all these things. And so none of them were correct. And they were like, no, no. Boxing Day is the answer. And so it was like, well. That's wrong. That's wrong. But it's right for the test. <laughs> Which I love that so many people in Thailand probably have these like warped perceptions of America. But probably not just Thailand. Well, right. So anyway. All this- you need to know is that Florio can get some drinks. Also, all the other names were, like, pretty standard, like, American names. And then Florio. Like, what is this? A minor character from a Shakespeare comedy? I'm into it. Florio. Hark! Verily! Florio! (laughs) Martini? Dirty Dirty Martini? martini. Oh, okay. We open a bar and call it Florio's Dirty Martinis. There we go. Shaken, not stirred. Hmm. So, yeah. So, English camp was terrible for us it was not what camp should be i wouldn't say it was terrible but i think it was mm, eye-opening it was yes and so it was seven different schools were there for a couple day events to go over these things to go over the test answers to go over the test answers but the best part about the school that we were at was the headmaster because he like took us aside and i think he just legit just wanted to like chat us up yeah, he, I think he was just like, oh, wow, you're, like, from here. We can just talk and just kind of do, like, a cultural exchange. Yeah. And so it was nice to finally be in an area where they were very excited to just interact with us and vice versa. And so we kind of, like, he took took us on a tour around town. Yeah, he took us, like, all over the school. He took us and, like, we met the librarian who had, from my recollection, had sweet glasses. Mm -hmm. And she had, like, her class. And we taught them, you are my sunshine, which was our bag of tricks. Like, hey, you guys want to learn some sign language? Hey, you want to learn a silly song? Uh, So silly. You are my sunshine is one of the silliest songs. (laughs) Florio can get some drinks. And, like, yeah, he took us, he took us out and about. But before that, like, we just sat and chatted with him forever. Like, we had some coffee with him. And he didn't have a ton of English, but he was so determined to communicate with us that it was like, it was so, it was so wonderful to just have someone be so motivated to make conversation happen and to make communication happen and to not get discouraged when things got difficult. Like he would stumble with his words. He would do a lot of pantomime. He would kind of orbit around what word that he thought he was trying to do. And yeah, it was just really comfortable. He pulled out a map at one point and was like, where are you from? And we're like, we're from here. And he's like, oh, awesome. I'm from here. And he had sweet sunglasses. And then after he took us on the tour, then he took us outside and we went touring around the festival. And then he stops us in front of a cart and he like orders a couple a couple of food items, picks them up, and he hands them to us. And one's crickets and one's silkworms, both roasted. So... That's what we ate because we didn't want to be rude to our like new best friend. I just remember like the crickets. It's like, this is okay. The crickets were good. And I remember like kind of like eating it and then the legs were kind of sticking out and it was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah, I have some memory of. I thought they got the, the big legs out of the way. This might be a different time you've eaten crickets. Was that the first time you ate bugs? I think so. Hmm. But silkworms. Silkworms were a little more advanced. Yeah, you know, it was a little gushery. Yeah. You know? You know, like those the sweet candies. You bite into them and they kind of pop. But I think it was just more of like a mental, you know, thing where you're like, oh, Hakuna Matata. 
Here we go. I mean, how many times can we hear that, like, insects are, like, the protein of the future? Mm-hmm. And at what point is that going to happen? Well, is that going to happen in our lifetimes? Well, you and I had a, you know, ant larva. Oh, that's true. Escamoles mm-hmm. in Mexico City. Those those were a delicacy. So, I mean, we've had our... We're getting, a, like, a jump start on it. Right. I mean, salt and straw will do crickets and ice cream every now and then. See? Salt and straw, will you sponsor us? Can we get some ice cream money? Because <laughs> you won't hire me for a job. I've applied so many times. Please. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the crickets were, like, legitimately good, and I enjoyed them. But you did not finish yours, and you started walking around and trying to, like, Operate offer them to, to people. <laughs> yeah, you're giving them to kids. You're like, hey, you want some bugs? Yeah. Sharing is caring. It's pretty good. And then it, while we were, I don't know, sharing our bugs with the kids, uh, we saw one of the little girls that we'd befriended for English camp, who was delightful. Mm-hmm. Her dad was picking her up, and... <laughs> He was wearing the same shirt I was wearing because I was wearing a Superman shirt and he was wearing a a black Superman shirt. And so you and I, or you got a picture of him and I, hands on our hips, grinning. Uh, It was great. And then he he and his daughter got in the motorcycle and drove off. I don't know that he was the dad. Maybe his older brother. I don't know. Hmm. Probably dad. I think dad. So we had no professional clothes to do any of this teaching oh, no. stuff. Like, no, we no. looked so raggedy. But, like, cute. Cute raggedy. Well, yeah, because we, we had also recently, in Bangkok, purchased a couple's t-shirts. That was, so, our, that was our professional wear. That was a professional wear. And the kids loved it. Yeah, they were matching blue. And, and, I, and it was, like, they were, like, like, a car. Each one was a car. And, like, the person was leaning out. Yeah, you had a girl leaning out of the her, out of her left side window, and mine was a guy leaning out of his like right side window. And if you stood really close, and I squatted a little bit, they kissed. Isn't that cute? That's so cute. <laughs> uh, I don't know if mine was washed incorrectly, but mine got really small. So did mine really quick. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I think that they got shrunk right away. <laughs> <laughs> but man, for the days they fit, they fit really well. Mm-hmm. So after that, this was the first day of English camp. We went back, did whatever. The next morning. Where did we stay? We went home. Oh, that's what I was saying about nun buns. I was like. Yeah, we all got. So it was a two day camp, but it was a day camp. So we went back. Right. Stayed. And on, on the way home, you got to sit in the truck bed with me. Oh. Yeah, you didn't have the benefit of being in the, in the cab in silence. I bet I loved it. I bet we had a lot more fun. I mean. I love being in a truck bed. Well, yeah, it's That's super what, fun. It's like guilty pleasure. When were you in a truck bed? Oh, my God. All the time. Yeah. I was like, please, please. Put me in there. I'm a dog. <laughs> Tie me up. Uh, yeah, I think just growing up, uh, I didn't mean at any opportunity. God, can we just like drive down the road to the mailbox? Here, just put me in the truck bed. When I was young, my parents had a Bronco for a hot minute. And there was like in, behind the hatchback, there's a little spot where you could hide out. I loved being back there. Put me back there. There wasn't enough room, but I'll sit back here. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's your story. So we go back, and then the next day, Priesty Boy wasn't around to drive us. And so uh. so Stefan drove his happy little ass down on his motorbike. And then everyone was warning us not to go, not to trust his driving. Right, that like, he wasn't a good driver. Yeah, they're like, oh, Stefan's not a good driver. Andrew's probably like, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> uh, we actually aren't sure because the truck, this bi- the big truck that we forded the rivers with is what Stefan was driving. It was a manual. And I don't think he really knew what he was doing. But, you know, I think what we could take away from him was fake it till you make it. Like, he was like, I got it. He got it. Which is nice. And we got there. He picked up Nancy, which is which was another one of the teachers. Again, her name we know is not Nancy. Okay. And so we went to the other school where again we we had another headmaster. He wasn't nearly as amazing as the one before, but he still we had like a nice chat with him. He had less English, but he also had instant white chocolate mocha that we had. Oh wow. I yeah. bet that was like just a dream. Yeah, I mean I could just imagine yeah. Katie back then. Love that. I mean, Katie now would probably love that. A little instant YCM. Wow. 
What does YCM stand for, Katie? It used to stand for white chocolate mocha. Why would YCM stand for white chocolate mocha? You know, white chocolate mocha. Why? (laughs) Why? Why? Why, man? I'm I'm an excellent speller. So while we were at this other school, we met probably the best English speaker we met in all of Thailand. And that includes us. Mm Mm-hmm. His name was Mr. O. Uh, Stefan was not impressed that we were really gravitating towards Mr. O. So whether it was jealousy or not, but he was like, do not trust Mr. O. Uh, yeah, at one point he said, Mr. O's a dangerous man. Uh-huh. And you're and, like, what? Okay, so Mr. O is very well-spoken. He apparently watched a lot of YouTube, a lot of TED Talks. And so he was able to just speak very clearly he could comprehend it was like a yeah a seamless conversation yeah out of our whole trip we were able to communicate the best with him and had a really good time and like his class really well behaved really great kids they could speak english like more than the other ones that we had been around so so i mean yeah it was an interesting ominous uh warning from stefan right and it was like well do we trust Stefan? It was like, well, yes, kind of. But then we're like, well, I don't know. So who knows? Yeah. Was Mr. O dangerous? Was he not? Was Stefan the dangerous one? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, Mr. O wasn't like saying, watch out for Stefan. But the other thing Stefan claimed was that Mr. O wanted to be with him. Right. But he didn't want to be with Mr. O. So yeah, what was there So like... maybe he was another gay teacher. I don't know. It was all. Aren't all teachers gay? Yeah. I've Florio heard- can get some drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was interesting. But we, we had a good time. You actually had a breakthrough with some students, like helping them like reach understanding. And I think we just had the most positive teaching experience with them. But our day was cut short. We had gathered like some of the teenage kids around and we were doing like actually succeeding in doing some like outdoor school games. Like I think we were doing like some toss the name game, like have everyone like say their name in a circle. Mm-hmm. And we were going to do some like camp songs and we're getting pretty jazzed about it. And then the kids were ripped away because they needed to go, you know, learn about Florio. Mm-hmm. And then we end up having like lunch. Which I had written down lunch that day was a mix of, like, chicken bones and a pumpkin egg dish. Mm. And apparently the pumpkin egg dish was delicious. But I was like, chicken bones? I wonder, like, how, like, what what did we have? But see, this is kind of sparking some memory for me. But I don't, like, just maybe not not very much meat. Just kind of... Chicken bones. Chicken bones. And then we... Did a little bit teaching for the test with them. And then afterwards, like, we were were on snack duty. Like, you were giving out snacks to the boys. And they had different, like, neon-colored drinks to choose from. And, like, some sweet bread. And, like, maybe, like, cookie wafers. Mm -hmm. And coffee or tea or something. And then I had the girls. The girls were so shy they wouldn't talk to me. But I think all the boys were very excited to talk to you. (laughs) And then we thought we were going to be there all day, but Stefan had ulterior motives. He's like, uh, there's a bridge I want to go take a picture of. Yeah. So then we went with Nancy and <laughs> Stefan, and he drove us in the priest's truck. Yep, in the school bus. To this, like, scary, rickety bridge over the murkiest water. It was like flood water, like uh-huh. brown river. It was Augustus Gloop was on the banks trying to drink this <laughs> this river i do remember he was like here nancy take my picture but maybe we took pictures of them also oh yeah yeah. and and stefan didn't i mean he didn't have a camera or his phone he had his like tablet and so we were taking pictures of his tablet and stefan stefan's eyesight's not great but stefan is so vain that he was like i have to take my glasses off and so he'd always like take them off and then like smize at us Mm -hmm. god it was so funny yeah and it was like gotta have my photo shoot but then he was like okay get over there and i'll take your picture and we're like this bridge uh... is really rickety it was it was like go back to english camp (laughs) that bridge was like cartoon rickety bad bridge like i thought my leg was gonna go through at any point and then i'd be lost it was like a cable a cable suspension bridge i do kind of remember thinking about like okay worst case scenario like what's our strategy just kind of like swimming i'm like we can do it I don't know if I could. I would have just let myself go down that river and see where I ended up. I, Maybe we've got amnesia. I would have found you. 
I love that. So I was going to say, I don't know that I could have like swam and like grabbed you and pulled you out, but I would have pulled myself out and then went and found you. (laughs) So do you think, do you think there's like a group of younger people in Thailand that will sometimes reminisce about the random white people that showed up one day, the random Americans? I mean, I hope so, but they've probably blocked it out. I mean. I'd like to say that we made an impact. (laughs) I think we did in that moment. Yeah, I think we had a, a nice day with some of those kids. But I am also, like, really cognizant of trying to, I don't want to say be the anti-white savior, but not be a white savior at all. Like, I hope that we didn't, like, change their lives or, you know. I don't feel like change their lives. I feel like, like for example, when I was a fifth grader, there was, like, a gal that came and helped out. But see, I don't know how long she was there. But she but was yeah, from Japan, She right? was from Japan, taught us some Japanese, and... Do you got any of that right now you could pull out? Ichini Sanchi Chi. No, I've lost it. Well, I'm impressed that you got that Hatch, far. Nana, Kyuju, something like that. Nana? I think. Oh, I love that. Okay, I don't know. Someone's got to fact check me. Uh, we need to get some on Duolingo or something. Duolingo, will you sponsor us? <laughs> <laughs> also, Salt and Straw. <laughs> uh, okay. So, anyway... Yes, but I'm just saying is is that somebody can be come in for like a moment and have an impact. Like I think if I think about when I was in grade school or being exposed to somebody from a different country or somebody with a different experience, lived experience than than I. I mean that that is something that I think I reflected on, but not like crazy significantly like oh my god this is like totally altered my trajectory but yeah i mean i think it's just good to have some exposure and this is why it's important for people to get to know other other people from different walks of life and you know and then pretty soon you find yourself eating crickets and silkworms so is there anything that you regret about our time in the school i mean probably i think i don't know it's hard to say what we could have done differently in that moment given like the tools at our disposal and what we knew which we knew nothing we knew nothing and we didn't know that we were going to be where we were where we ended up being and just how all that played out but I think that we tried and we did our best (laughs) I think if we were to go back we could show up with different tools and uh, I think that we would maybe try to do more than just teach some camp songs (laughs) and and yeah, I think that it also just is highlighting gaps in education. And this is just education everywhere. I mean, even the United States. Especially the United States. I mean, yeah, we have a friend who works in the school system. Well, we have multiple friends that work. One in, friend. We have one friend. We have multiple friends that work in in the school system. And I think that there is. And in different school systems, like not just like at one school district. Right. And there is lots of room for improvement or like why aren't we investing more in like teachers and aides and the arts and let da 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 well just... I'm I'm reading Stephen King's memoir slash craft writing book on writing and at one point he said it's just a, a fact about America. America doesn't love her creative types mm, about the arts. Yeah. Well what about you? Regrets? Something something you'd do different? Yeah, I think at that time, it was like a point where I thought young people, I definitely probably stripped some humanity away from the children. Just like I, I think I was probably pretty uncomfortable with like navigating any sort of like communication barrier. Because again, this is only a couple weeks into our Thai trip. I was still pretty fresh on in terms of like traveling in general. I mean, this is our like our first trip, our first country abroad. And I probably just wasn't quite there. Like I, I reflected on a lot of things that we wrote and I just think the way I probably conducted myself was probably pretty shallow and that I probably could have really like made a bit, a better attempt to like connect with these kids and like bridge a gap between Jaden Smith I was going to say, obviously, Jaden Smith was picking up on that. Yeah. I mean, maybe I was just like... Smell your weakness. (laughs) Your fear. I mean, I see the pic... Like, there's a picture of me in the back of the truck with all those boys, and I look terrified. Like, 
I have like a big goofy smile on my face. But inside, I don't want to be in a truck full of boys driving to God knows where in that moment. And I think now I'd be way more into that. And I think we would have way more fun. And I just think I'm a better, more rounded, more wise person. Right. And you'd be able to connect in a different way because you were so great at connections. And yeah, it was a different time. And I can't wait to go back. Allegedly, we have an open invite to go back. I mean, they probably say that to anyone. Well, yeah. Well, I think part of it, too, is like having a... a a legit native English speaker is so rare. Like, I think we were the first Americans that they had seen in, like, a long time. I think the most recent people... Apparently, there's a bunch of French people that kept showing up. Mm-hmm. N- noted from the, the French dude who showed up after we left. And so, I mean, that's good. I mean, they will have some English, but they won't be native. I mean, mm-hmm. they won't have the, like, degree of just innate knowledge that you and I have it being our mother tongue. <laughs> mother tongue so <laughs> we should have called nun bun so yeah i mean if we if and when we go back yeah i feel like we would try i would try to like work with our english teacher like i would have tried to work harder with stefan to be like how can we actually help you i agree i think that there is like just being more involved probably getting to like really focus on like getting to know kids' names right you know i think that but yeah, I mean, there was probably some imposter syndrome going on a little bit, but also... Well, yeah. Especially with the headmaster. The headmaster that was running that school didn't make us feel like he really wanted us or was interested in us. Versus, like, headmaster from that other school where we really had a good time. I feel like bugs. he... Yeah, Bugs. <laughs> Mr. Bugs. Right. Mr. Bugs would have really set us up. But and I think that's something we should take away, like, going forward is just that that determination to communicate no matter what, whether or not we can share a common language. I mean, this is different, but since last pod, I got Jordan's cold. And so I was coughing. I was having a hard time speaking. So at one point we're laying there having pillow talk and I don't want to speak anymore. So then I, (laughs) and I tell, I tell you that it's okay if you don't need, if you, if you can't speak anymore. So we're in the dark lying on the bed and I am, Using some sign language. Which in the dark isn't isn't the best time to be using sign language. And Jordan is using his hands to kind of like feel my hands to figure out what I'm trying to say. And then I'll like use his hands. And I just think like for me, it's so interesting when you're like, you know, not using your senses or like one, one of your, like you lose your eyesight and then all of a sudden your hearing's a little more like, wanna, and yeah, I just felt like it was it's good to try to communicate in different ways and whatever. So I'm saying it's like really rambly. No, it was good. And I, I think that, that the point there is that if two people or two parties are adamant about communicating, they will find a way. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Bugs. <laughs> My best friend, Bugs. Stefan, if you're listening, we're still Facebook friends. <laughs> Hey, Facebook, you want to sponsor us? Stop. <laughs> we tried to communicate with Stefan a few times afterwards, and I, I think there are still some barriers present. Like, I still don't know like how good that is. I think we tried to write, like, several months ago, and I think he his response was like, oh, I'm good, I'm with my parents, I don't know, and that was pretty much it. And I was like, okay, cool, glad to see you're still teaching. But, yeah. Stefan, if you're listening, you had the most profound impact on us. That was, you are an amazing individual, and I hope that you find love. And thank you so much for a very strange week. Aww. It was a lot of fun. It was, in retrospect. (laughs) And at the time, (laughs) very confusing. You know, we love an adventure. It was great. And I think that if we didn't have an impact... Obviously, they had an impact on us. They absolutely had an impact on us. And I will never forget in my entire life the week that we spent at that school on Mount Intanon. Doi Intanon. Can you say any Karen words? Amushapa. Uh-huh. But we'll talk about uh-huh. that the next time we talk about Intanon. Yeah, because you think that we're done, but we're not. We it can't. just keeps going. Just like the mountain. It just keeps going up and up.
ladies. Good night. Wow. Well, 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 Katie James. Well, 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 Jordan James. <laughs> it's not my middle name. It's gentlemen, good night. Ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Well, see, I don't think that makes any sense. It sounds like JT, which I had a dream about Justin Timberlake. I had a dream that we went and saw NSYNC in concert, but... And he sponsored us? No, he was, like, really old. Like, old and, like, rough-looking. Like, JT had been through some things. Anyway, that sounds like Justin Timberlake's going to go to bed with the men. Gentlemen, good night. But, no, but it's the opposite. It's like the ladies are like hanging out. Yeah. Like, oh, ladies, good morning. Anyway. Senorita, I feel for you. Feel for you. We've come to that time in our podcast where it's time to put the past behind us and look ahead at our bright future on episodes about Oregon. Okay, this Oregon episode. I don't know why you talk like This Oregon episode, we're going to go to Crater Lake, (laughs) which is miraculously Oregon's only national park. I feel like we need more. I feel like we deserve more. Nope, one's enough. (laughs) Just this one, it's our crown jewel. Okay, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to tell you about things and time we've been there and the time I Touched it. Touched the lake, man. Stick your finger in the lake. Thank you so much for listening. Gentlemen, <laughs> good night. <laughs> Ladies, also good night. Good night. <laughs> Like and subscribe. What? Okay. And, uh, you know, and sponsor us. Some some way, somehow. And ladies, good night. <laughs>